0: You're listening to the heart and soul podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits. When you're chatting with your besties, let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Hey everybody. Welcome to episode 10 of season three of heart and soul. Today we are joined by an amazing guest, Aisha bow. Um, Hi Aisha. Hi, (laughs) thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to get into all about who you are in a little bit, but first we usually start every episode off with some happies and crappies from this last week. So does anybody have a happy or a crappie?
1: I'll start. Um, I'm trying to think of a crappy, and I kind of can't. I I think, yeah, I feel like it was like that last week too, so I'm just going to keep riding this high there might be one that happened that I just already forgot about and in that case not, that you know, not a crappy anymore um and then my happy is that I've been having a really good birthday so far I uh got to sleep in a little bit till like 7 15 this morning so I just let me sleep which was amazing and then Jordan had donuts waiting for me and then he and I or me and Little guy went for a nice walk at the beach and I did a little shopping down there. And yeah, now I'm here. So it's just been a really
0: fun day. Oh, by the way, Aisha, it's Chelsea's birthday today. <laughs> Yeah. I was just gonna say, happy birthday, Chelsea. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Oh a
2: Pisces Queen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have I'm not a Pisces, but I have a few Pisces friends. So love it. When, I have when, a bunch of
1: Pisces <laughs> friends too.
2: When's
0: your birthday, Aisha?
2: I'm September 1st, so I'm a Virgo. Okay. What about you,
0: Catherine?
2: I'm a Capricorn in January. Oh, nice, nice, nice.
0: So we're all my little
2: sister There is a Capricorn, yeah. <laughs> I know,
1: see, and this is just a prime example of w- rows and tangents we walk down sometimes and this could turn into a whole, you know, astrology, astrology episode, episode. <laughs> yeah. But we, we won't do that today. We have some other stuff we want to talk to you about. Right. But yeah, that's my that's
0: my happy That's a good one. Um, I'll go next. My happy is, well, it's like a premeditated happy and I'm sure it'll be my happy again next week, but we find out I'm pregnant by the way, Aisha. (laughs) You guys are just dropping the bombs today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We find out what we're having. Well, technically Friday, but we're doing like a mini gender reveal on Saturday. So I won't find out till Saturday, which is killing me, but um, I'm like, just eager for this weekend. I'm just like freaking yeah.
1: out. I cannot wait. You, I'm going to have to like assign a friend from our group to zoom us or FaceTime us when you do it because, yeah. um, we're going to be in Raleigh this weekend and I'm seeing my family on Saturday for my birthday celebrations, but definitely I need to like be on that live.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure like pretty immediately I'll share it with the world. Like, yeah, I have um Jenna's coming, um, and oh, good. I I was like, Can you bring your camera? I will pay you just to snap like one picture of that moment. (laughs) Yes, yes, I love that. Well, I'll I'll
1: text, is Macy coming? I'll maybe have her zoom me or something. Yeah, okay.
0: So yeah, that's my happy. And, um, the only crappy I have is that this little thing inside me is keeping me up all night (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm. and I don't function. I'm like the worst version of any human ever on no sleep. So I've been like functioning at 40% for the last two days. Um, but I will say it's worth it, um, to grow a human, I guess, to lose some sleep, However, I, I just can't wait for like a good pass out moment. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, you get caught up, you know, It's yeah, tough. I can imagine.
1: Is it like the insomnia from having to pee a lot or are you feeling the
0: baby a lot or yeah, mm. I haven't felt Both? it yet. I just, okay. I, I'm not exaggerating y'all. I know I'm a very dramatic person, but this, <laughs> is, this is the truth. I pee at least eight to 10 times before I even fall asleep. Like I'll wash your face, brush your teeth situation, get in bed, turn off the light. And while that light is off and Michael's in his 15th rim, I (laughs) am peeing every 10 minutes, I swear. And I'm just like, why now all day? I can hold it for this hour of us recording this podcast. I'll be fine. Mm
2: -hmm. But for
0: some reason, I cannot fall asleep with any ounce of pee in me. I am just like so dramatic (laughs) about it. And if I feel anything in there, I'm like, got to get up, got to go. And I don't fall. Uh, I understand
1: that. I remember being so frustrated, just like I'd lay down, I'd get comfortable and I'd be like, here we go again. And I just have to get right back up and it does get better. (laughs) It gets better. It's like, it kind of slows down. And then at the end of third trimester, when they're like kicking you in the bladder, it gets a little bit Uh worse, but you'll have a good chunk where it subsides. So. Yeah, I'm. I can't wait for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, to have peace, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: peace instead of peace, <laughs> right? I Not love keys. it. Uh, All right, I, what about I, you, Aisha? Do you Anything?
2: Hmm. Okay. So my happy is that I'm really proud of myself for working out twice this weekend. I've been trying to like get in a groove like I just start working out and then I'll stop and then I'll start and I'll stop and I'm finally you know being consistent about it we just got um a mixed fitness bike it's like a peloton and I've I really really enjoy it and I feel motivated so that's my happy um crappy Hmm, I haven't really had, thankfully, too much crappy this past week. Um, the only thing is, I mean, my fiance and I are getting married in Portugal in September and, <laughs> and they're still not open to the US yet. So I guess it's kind of crappy that we're like still waiting. And that's like the only thing that I think about all day, every day. But,
1: <laughs>
2: but aside uh, from that, things have been pretty good.
0: Hey, okay, so maybe, much to unpack. I was just gonna say maybe she'll fall in love with us and we'll be invited to the wedding. <laughs> I mean
2: this is the test.
1: <laughs> Seriously. I mean if you still need a photographer, I am a wedding photographer, so oh. well, happy to come on to you know to Portugal. I think <laughs> I take a meat picture things.
0: on an iPhone if you need that. <laughs>
1: Well, that's amazing important. (laughs) I'm sure it's been pretty stressful though. I mean, as a photographer, I had like 22 weddings booked last year and all those couples I just Mm -hmm. felt so awful for. And a lot of them this year too are kind of like, what's going to happen. But I will say, I know this sounds like cliche, but all the ones that have happened in this time have been like so much more intentional and like, sweet because they're just like stripped down to the core of we're getting married and like our tight people and they've just been really different compared to all the weddings pre COVID I'm sure everyone wishes they did not have to deal with a pandemic however um it just I don't know makes it even more special I think
2: Yeah, I feel like I've been seeing that a lot too, like just micro weddings and people just like knocking everybody off their lists or elopements. Like my best friend, she was going to get married in Brooklyn, but ended up, they're now going to just elope um, where they planned on getting, uh, where they planned on doing their honeymoon. And I was like, that's so smart. We always wanted a small wedding. So it didn't really disrupt like our numbers or anything. Um, It's just a matter of getting people over there, but I definitely feel like It's going to be really special because it'll be like everyone's first big trip Mm -hmm. (laughs) since the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely foresee all my friends who are parents like dancing on the tables and
0: (laughs) (laughs) getting it in. So I'm really, really excited.
2: Oh my gosh, that's
1: going to be such a dream. I'm really excited for you.
0: I know these predictions change like every day, but... I heard that they're predicting by May, the vaccine or end of May, maybe like the vaccine will be available to everyone, which means I'm feeling really hopeful for September for you. I think we're going to. Yeah. Be- yeah. I am
2: too. Thanks ladies. Like you guys definitely just made me feel a lot better. <laughs> it was one of those days where I'm just like, is it happening? <laughs> Are yeah. we pushing it back again? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. I hope so. Well, congratulations! Being engaged is so fun. Did you? When did you get engaged? Um, We actually got engaged
2: December 2019. So we, yeah. So it's so it's going to be like a two, two, almost two year engagement. Wow. (laughs) Um, But because we're getting married in Portugal, we were like, yeah, we don't want to get married until 2021. So we actually didn't even like have to push our date back or anything. Um, So now is where I'm starting to worry a little bit because we're like oh it's been over a year and we're still in the same position but yeah we got engaged December 2019 um we my family lives in Florida and um we always talk about my my mom lives in like the suburbs of Florida like in Coral Springs and we always talk about just spending like a night in Miami and so um we decided to do it this year and that night my fiance proposed and it was great yeah (laughs) that's so so sweet where do you live now
0: where do you live
2: now now I'm in New Jersey okay so we are um like 15 minutes out of NYC yeah
0: Mm -hmm. awesome Chelsea's from New York
1: yeah I grew up uh on Long Island but okay we're both in um Wilmington the coast of North Carolina now and I moved down south like 2006. So I feel much more southern than than northern now. But mm. yeah, those are my roots. So oh,
2: okay, yeah. So you know, <laughs> yeah, we're like right outside. We live in West New York, and it's like across the water. I was in Harlem before, but then when we decided to move in together, because he was in Jersey, um, I I came across the wa- I came across the water for love. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like a lot of
1: people were doing that anyway there was like this exodus out of the city this year so oh yeah probably not the worst thing well why don't you we feel like we've learned so much about you already but why don't you go ahead and like intro who Aisha is as a whole to our listeners
2: yes so uh, my name is Aisha Bow Johnson. I go by Aisha Bow on all my social platforms. I'm a digital content creator and speaker. Um, I have my own blog, AishaBo.com, uh, where I cover everything from wellness, beauty, mental health, lifestyle, um, all things self care. And I also have a YouTube channel. Um, as well as a new podcast that I just started last year, Rewritten, and that's all about self-love. And on my Instagram page, I partner with a number of different brands um, on various campaigns and partnerships and whatnot. Uh, And that is what I do. And then me as a person, I'm very empathetic. I am the crybaby of my friend group, but also the shoulder to lean on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I can definitely be the life of the party, but I value one-on-one time. um, And I just love giving gifts and hosting dinners at my house and going out to eat and traveling. Like that is what I love. And now I can't do any of it. So (laughs) I feel you on that.
1: Are you an Enneagram two?
2: Oh, I haven't done the test. I, I need to. Okay. Why do I sound like one?
1: Because that's you're like that's like me. I am the okay. one that's always crying. I love hosting. Like my love language is giving gifts to people. So I'm like, oh my gosh. I feel like mm-hmm. she's gotta be a two. But I'd be curious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you definitely yeah. sound very too. Two's like the helper and caretaker. Um and I think that that's really cool that that's what you said first to describe yourself. I feel like when you ask someone most of the time, like, tell us about who you are. They're like, um, I'm a fitness coach and I'm mm. married or I don't know, which are all great things. That is true. Of yeah. me, but I think it's really cool that you first said, I'm really empathetic. I don't know. Yeah. It shows <laughs> me how much, how truly empathetic you actually are, how much you feel things <laughs> Yeah. I think it's a really just cool way to introduce yourself.
1: Yeah. Especially with just like, like actually talking about qualities that you hold versus like Catherine was saying, maybe roles that you hold. So that was a fun little way to pick <laughs> things off. I love that. We should start asking that now. Like, oh, yeah, we should say, <laughs> don't say what your occupation is. Describe yourself. And then we'll get to that later.
0: I, if, yeah. someone, if someone asked me that I would be sweating, I would be, <laughs> but I'm here for it. I'm here to make people uncomfortable so we can, that. Um, we're definitely going to dive into more about your beauty business and your speaking and all that. But before that, we're going to take a quick break to tell you about some of our sponsors. Hey y'all, you know we couldn't go an entire episode without telling you about one of our favorite sponsors, and that my friends is Ritual. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that we take every day, like a vitamin. I've been taking Ritual's prenatal vitamins whilst pregnant and also um while we were trying to get pregnant. And I know I've said this before, but I just like the way that they make my body feel. Sometimes when I take vitamins, I get a little nauseated or my stomach feels a little sensitive. Um, But with Rituals Vitamins, both the multivitamin and the prenatal, I felt that it's really easy on my stomach and I don't even need to necessarily take it with food in order for myself to not feel that queasy feeling that sometimes I get from other vitamins. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients and forms that your body can actually use that help you fill the gaps in your diet with no shady extras. Ritual's Delayed Release Capsule is designed to deliver high-quality nutrients, including, including vitamin D3, and it's just two daily pills. The best part about it is is that it is delivered to your door. Y'all know I love easy, and it's easy. It's delivered to your door every 30 days. You're on a subscription, but you can also snooze it at any time or pause it at any time um, and just let it restart whenever you're ready. So that's the best part. You don't have to think about going to the store to pick up your vitamins. It just comes straight to your door Right when you um, are done with one bottle, another one comes. So you can get these key nutrients that Ritual has to offer because they are giving our listeners a very special deal today. You will get 10% off during your first three months. That's right. 90 days, 10% off. And all you have to do to get that 10% off for your first three months is go to ritual.com backslash soul, S-O-L-E. Again, that's ritual.com backslash soul to get 10% off during your first three months and starting your ritual today.
1: Have y'all downloaded Best Fiends yet? Because if not, you might just want to hit pause go to your app store or Google play and download it now because I am obsessed with this game. (laughs) I honestly couldn't even tell you the last time I was into playing games on my phone, but since I, since I discovered this one, it has been so much fun. Best Fiends has been downloaded over a hundred million times. So that kind of tells you something. This has been my go-to now for whenever Jordan and I are on little road trips back and forth to Raleigh and Charlotte whenever we're traveling for my weddings or sessions or visiting family. And I honestly can't put it down. I'm pretty sure I'm approaching level 40-ish at this point. I've Definitely gotten stuck on a few levels here and there and was just determined to push through. And on this game, they're constantly adding new levels to play like literally thousands of levels to play, adding new fun cute characters to collect. So honestly the fun just never ends. You can also connect with your friends on there and see what level you're up to and kind of have a friendly little competition. So once you download it and get going definitely add me on there. Just don't blame us if you get as obsessed as we are. So go to the Apple App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends free today. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends.
0: And we're back. (laughs) Okay, so you said that you work in skincare and the beauty business and you share your wellness tips online via your blog and YouTube. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so I I basically share self care as a whole. So I started out as a beauty blogger specifically and writing mainly about beauty on my blog and sharing that on my Instagram. Um, but over the years and over the time of me now doing it full time, um, I have kind of expanded and now I just cover like lifestyle as a whole. So you know, there is some skincare, hair, <laughs> um, you know, uh, other beauty things like makeup and whatnot that I cover, but I also like to cover, um, you know, everyday lifestyle and, you know, different recipes, cocktail recipes. I love sharing that. I haven't done that in a little while, but, um, yeah, just everything that, you know, makes us us and, um, that we can kind of indulge in on a day-to-day basis.
0: I think that there is so much that goes into beauty and it's not just, like i'm just gonna it this is gonna sound like i'm hitting on you and i'm i'm not but take it as that you're one of the most like beautiful humans i've ever seen in zoom life (laughs) which is real life right now have this like beautiful outer exterior but going back to like explaining who you are and these characteristic characteristics that you value about yourself like that's that's the kind of beauty and like energy I guess that we want everyone to like feel for themselves you talk about self-care like we want people to experience not just the beauty that they see in the mirror which is beautiful everyone's so uniquely created and different but also like see themselves coming out (laughs) in that Mm -hmm. and like how how unique uniquely created we are and that's what makes us beautiful what makes us different um So I just want first to tell you you're, you're stunning both, both outside, but also inside. I can tell like, you're just like a really like unique person in a really beautiful way. So, um, how did you get into the beauty business?
2: (laughs) Well, first my phone number is nine (laughs) five (laughs) four. Well, thank you so much. Um, I receive all of that. So that really made me feel real feel special. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and I actually worked in the fashion industry before and I was a publicist um, for a really long time. And I was working with different fashion brands and accessories brands doing um, like New York Fashion Week and different um, publicity for them, getting them in magazines and putting on different events, celebrity dressing, all that stuff. And I, at one point, I think it was in 2016, that was when I started my blog, I would always just like get stopped. Um, like on the train or while I'm walking to work during my commute. And people would ask me like, Oh, where did you get your lipstick? What foundation do you use? Um, what do you do for your skin, etc." And there was this one time in particular, I was talking to this woman on the train and she was like, "At like we had like gone through a few stops and finally it was my stop. And she was like, do you work in beauty? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, you, you seem like really knowledgeable about it. You speak really well about it. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, thank you. And then I got off and I was like, I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start a blog and, you know, just share my tips there and refer everyone there. So they don't have to ask me anymore. And, <laughs> and, um, that's, you know, how I birthed my blog, AishaBo.com And I just started sharing tips there. And I'm really, I'm all about like, um, sharing, or doing things of value, I don't necessarily want to just be like, oh, here's lipstick that looks great on me. I'm going to like, try to do something like, you know, red lipstick that works for your skin tone, or, you know, different types of lipstick that doesn't dry your lips out. Like, you know, I I really feel like a lot of what I put out is service-based, and I try to keep a lot of my content that way. Um, Yeah, and then eventually it started to evolve. Um, I'm coming up on my three-year entrepreneur anniversary in a few weeks. Um, that was when I decided to leave my study nine to five and jump into a life of the unknown. <laughs> and um, it's been going pretty well so far. And when I made that leap, I did also begin to incorporate, um, you know, talking about my mental health journey and wellness. And I just felt like, as you know as women we have so much more to us or there's so much more that you know like you were talking about Catherine um that makes us beautiful and that helps that emit from the inside out and so I wanted to talk about you know lifestyle and personal development and you know home and travel all the things that make us us so yeah
0: well <laughs> so cool. that What was that like leaving, we, we, we interview a lot of entrepreneurs and Chelsea and I are both entrepreneurs ourselves. So we're really like, I I feel like it gets us giddy, but, um, what was that like leaving what seems to be like a gossip girl, sex in the city job (laughs) in your city publicist fashion world, and then jumping into your own thing with that?
2: Yeah it was definitely interesting. Um, I think at the, at the time when I left, so I had always had like really thick skin when it came to, you know, working in the fashion industry, like you have to, you know, people are not going to always be so kind and say things in a way that, you know, is, you know, kind. (laughs) I'm like, I can't think of another word right now. Um, So I, I just started to notice that although I was good at my job, I you know was able to put myself out there and get the work done for my clients. And I had a really great rapport with my clients. Um, I started to, I wasn't really feeling as fulfilled as I would have hoped. And I had like this huge goal of becoming the director of communications for a luxury fashion brand. Like that was my goal going into working in fashion. And when I was 27, I got it. And I was like, Oh, so I'm still unhappy. I have this title, you know, I'm getting, you know, more money. I'm working in house. I, you know, I have a lot of flexibility, but I'm still unhappy. I'm still there's still um, that aspect of the industry that's really toxic that I'm still being exposed to. And I'm not, you know, as I don't feel like this is the path for me anymore. And so it wasn't until I actually had my first panic attack at the office and that, like I said, I was pretty thick skin going to work. Like I, um, I would always just suck it up, cry in private, but this was the first time that I just felt really, really, really overwhelmed. And I found myself on the floor of the crystal encrusted bath bathroom that my, uh, <laughs> that the designer that I worked for had in the office. And I was just like, what am I doing? And it was tough for me because I'm, I've am i always been someone who knew exactly what I was supposed to do. I knew like what my path was. I knew like, okay, this is what I wanted to do. Like I said, I knew I wanted to be the director of communications for a luxury brand. That was the plan. And so in that moment, I didn't know what the plan was. I had nothing like in mind for what was next. All I knew was that I needed to leave this situation. And I, you know, I somehow mustered up the strength to call my fiance, then boyfriend at the time, um, and talk to him. And he was like, why don't you just quit? And I was like, I might just need to do that. And so I did. And I I don't know who I thought I was. I was like, I have this blog. And I was like, I'm just gonna, you know, continue to post. I'm going to share on Instagram and I'm going to be like a big influencer and I'm going to, you know, do this and that. And I had like 3000 and something followers at the time. Like when I quit, I was like very, very, like very new to being an influencer full time. And I just had these high hopes. I was like, I'm going to just, I'm going to do what I need to do. And um, it was really scary at first because I literally had to plan. I mean, I was used to, Organizing my entire day and staying on top of my schedule when I worked in when I worked in corporate, um, but this was a whole different ball game because if. I didn't work or if I didn't do what I needed to during the day, I wasn't going to get paid. I wasn't going to get money from anywhere. So there was definitely like that heightened sense of urgency. And it was, it was really intimidating at first. And I really didn't know what to expect. And every day was kind of just me figuring it out and trying something new and just opening myself up to the possibilities. And I think that was what sustained me because if I had gone into it expecting one thing or expecting it to go a certain way, I probably would have been let down because this journey has brought me in so many different directions over the course of these three years of me, um, you know, being full time. And yeah, I've just had to be really, you know, malleable and willing to, to shift and whatnot along the way. But I guess that goes into being an entrepreneur. And I also never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. I always I was always that person who was like I'm just going to get all the way to the top and be the boss, but I'm not going to start my own business. Like who has the time? Who has time for that? And <laughs> here I am. Yeah. <laughs> that is so inspiring and sounds
1: honestly like someone could totally be writing a movie script of your story. <laughs> it's like so I just think of, you know, those devil wears Prada type of of movies where it, it is so true that you can, you can make it and still make it to your dream job and still not be fulfilled. I mean, I can so relate to that feeling of just feeling like, okay, I've arrived. I thought I was working on my dream corporate job outside of college that I would never get. And I did, but I just felt this, like something's just missing. And it's, it's not like starting your own business is the easier way out because it's definitely not. and It's a lot scarier, (laughs) but man, is it so worth it? And that's such a cool Testament to, you know, the social media and like crazy day and age that we live in can definitely have its, you know, pitfalls. But this is such an example of how, what a cool world we live in that like you can shape, whatever the heck you want to do. Like you wanted to be a beauty blogger and influence other women to love the skin they're in. And you did that and you didn't Mm -hmm. need anybody else to do it. So first of all, kudos to you and congrats (laughs) on doing it for three years. And I know that you just inspired so many women with that story. Oh,
2: thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I always, I, I started looking at it as, um, I had heard someone mention this on a podcast I was listening to once and basically it's about choosing whether you want to do something that's scary or dangerous and a lot of times we get the two intertwined accidentally and you know the difference is that scary is you know taking a leap of faith scary is Stepping out of your comfort zone, going for what you want, um, but dangerous is you know essentially staying in this corporate job that's making me miserable, that's um, taking a toll on my mental health, that is not you know furthering my career. And in that moment, I decided I'm just going to take scary over dangerous, and that's just been my like motto moving forward.
1: That's so true, and I think it. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to.
0: No, you go, girl. Over
1: talk you. Um, I've never really thought about it that way because most people would probably consider like staying in a in a nine to five situation the safe thing to do, right? Like, you know, it's steady income. I know that I'm this is what I'm gonna do and this is what I'm gonna make, but sometimes it's not always the safer option if it's at the expense of your mental health and physical health and emotional health and everything else that is packaged with it so that's really cool I would be interested to hear what the original podcast you heard that on was if you remember
2: I think it was an episode of how I built this and it was a guest but I can't remember what guest it was nice that's okay (laughs) yeah I was just curious
0: um I have a similar story not that I worked in New York City (laughs) fashion world, but I did work um, a corporate job where I had like major panic attacks and major anxiety. And um, one thing that I, I heard a quote yesterday for international women's day from Robin Roberts, that was um, let, let your mess be your message. And I loved that because I feel like that is a lot of what Soul is my business, but also I think that a lot of women especially think that they have to have their themselves like polished and put together before they can step into a dream or a career. And um, what I hear and gather from you and your story and what I can take from my own story is I was in the lowest of lows when I started a career. I actually listened to one of your podcasts earlier um where it was talking about how um you don't have to fully like it was talking about self-love and being in a relationship like there's this myth that you know in order to like be in a relationship you have to be like complete and whole and that's not necessarily or ever true because when are we ever complete you know we're exactly learning and we're constantly growing and so for any listeners who are listening and think like I can't step into that calling until I have everything put together. Um, That's just a total lie. I mean, the message comes from the mess that you're in. So it almost propels you into a more like deeper calling. If you step into it whilst messy, (laughs)
2: Yes,
0: (laughs) never going to get clean. You know, it just, it just grows and you learn more of how to handle it as, as the years go on. So yeah, I, I really, I love that. And I can connect with that. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your mental health journey and, um, maybe encouraging some listeners in on that? Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, When I, so I've always been a very anxious person and I've always felt uh, those pangs of anxiety like in my throat and my heart beating so fast. And I've just always had those symptoms um, throughout my entire life. And I just thought, oh, I'm just a worrywart. I'm just, you know, over analytical, that's just me. And it was, I think when I was 24, I was officially diagnosed with generalized anxiety. And um, that was when I was like, oh, okay. So this isn't just, you know, because I'm a Virgo or because, you know, that the things that we always like to lean on um, to justify, you know, the way that we feel. It's just something in me. There's, you know, a chemical imbalance or there are things that happened in my life um, that have made me this way. And um, I then went on my own, because I was... So it was like it, it's a lot. So this is my mess. Let's let's get into the mess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I um, so when I went to college because because I I have anxiety like I I like to I was essentially self medicating with alcohol for a really long time. Um, And I had that as my means of just like getting myself out of my head. It was helping me to just live in the moment and, you know, be calm. And I love that feeling because the anxiety outside of it. And so in college, I was drinking a ton. I was, um, you know, sleeping with who, whoever, and just like, you know, out there and really, really reckless with my body, my mind, everything. And it wasn't until like I graduated, was officially diagnosed with anxiety um, that I started to really pay attention to my mental health and take that a little bit more seriously, but I was still in I was still in it I was still in the muck and I wasn't really ready at that time to do the work to get myself out I had more so just been like okay I know I have this the psychiatrist is going to help me by giving me some medication and I'm just going to continue on my life but I never really addressed the issues that were going on I never addressed you know the things that were bothering me from my childhood growing up in a very tumultuous household um, where I saw a lot of anger and a lot of things that essentially drove this anxiety for me and you know not just the anger at home but also we were not a very you know wealthy family so a lot of the struggles you know that really took a toll on me as well um not having a a solid father figure around or someone who's a positive male role model in my life so that and then obviously you know Things that went on in my childhood and and whatnot kind of added to that. But I was like, I'm just going to take these anxiety medication and I'm just going to continue to drink and party and not see a therapist. So that was not very helpful because it made it worse. If you've ever taken anxiety medication, you know that it heightens, um, you know, the effects of alcohol. So that wasn't really smart on my point. I continued on this, you know, trying to drown out the stress from working in fashion and, you know, always also being out at events constantly, you know, I am naturally a pretty reserved person. And so the alcohol helped me to talk more and to be more um, social. And so spent a few years, you know, pseudo helping myself. And then uh, I want to say maybe when I was like 27, around the same time, that I got my position um, as a director. That was when you know some some shit hit the fan with me and my fiance, and like I was just I had hit rock bottom again. <laughs> and I, you know, it wasn't even just because of him that I felt like I needed to finally truly see a therapist um, for myself for my sanity. I felt myself spiraling. I felt myself. Really just getting into such a dark, dark, dark place that I needed that outlet and I needed to do the actual work. Um, at that point, I wasn't taking medication anymore, um, but I started seeing a therapist and um, I started talking through everything with her, and that really helped me to, you know pinpoint different things about myself um, and the causes of you know, some of my triggers and traumas and whatnot. And actually prior to seeing a therapist, I had started my own like self-care practice and I started to actually, you know, journal again and um, just try to take some more me time and start to become a little bit more self-actualized and think about, aside from trying to drown out everything and just make it through and just get to the weekend, I was really honing in on each day and like And I think that's what also helped me to realize that I wasn't fulfilled in my new position because I was becoming more self-aware. I was realizing what my needs were. I was realizing what was making me unhappy and what things were triggering me. Um, So I, so that helped me to make the decision to leave um, after being in that position. And then it wasn't until so I started to like, I, I got like way better. I was like talking to my therapist often. I, you know, was feeling a lot more confident and, um, just feeling a lot better overall and really putting in the work to make sure that my mental health was a lot better. I, you know, was talking to her, but also I was, you know, journaling. I was taking out time for myself. I was being more intentional, being more direct with people, etc. Like cause self-care is a practice and it's something that go that will happen for the rest of your life. So I was taking those necessary steps and being mindful, you know, of my I still like a cocktail, but mindful of <laughs> of the drinking. And, you know, just where that takes me. Um, But yeah, I'd gotten into a better place. But last year, at the beginning of the year, I, although I have been doing such a great job in my own self care practice and my own work, I still felt like there was a part of me that had this deep sadness and there was still something that I needed to get to the bottom of. And so I saw another psychiatrist who's actually way better than the first one that I saw. And she diagnosed me with PTSD. And I felt like that made so much more sense for me. Um, given all the things that I have gone through um, in my childhood and throughout my life, there have just been so many things that I just powered through that I just pushed over to the side that I claimed didn't bother me or didn't affect me or had even like pushed from my memory as a whole that ended up coming up at certain times that I didn't even realize had happened to me um, because of that PTSD. And I was like, well, I didn't go to war. Like (laughs) PTSD is for vets, not for you know, a a 30 year old, uh, you know, black millennial woman. So I, you know, that really helped me to continue to unpack those things and also to move forward in a healthy way from the traumas that I've experienced and to no longer let them weigh me down in a way that makes me self-destructive. And so I'm in a way better place now. I feel great. Um, <laughs> and I feel that through my journey, I've learned so, so, so much. I've failed so many times. I've been a hot mess so many times. I've made a fool of myself. I've been in terrible relationships. I've, you know, had fights with my friends. Like there's just, all these things have happened to me. And so I feel that has kind of fueled my desire to share with others and to listen to others and it helps me to understand other people more. And yeah, that was a long deal. <laughs> I hope y'all are still there. <laughs> oh,
1: it was wonderful though. And thank you for sharing all that. Like, I'm sure Catherine would agree that it it's so on theme with what, what one of our like roots of this podcast is and that, you know shameless living means you can rid yourself of it when you start to share your story with others and i think it's so important that i mean maybe it, maybe even if it is just a therapist like we're never going to move forward with stuffing working through the mess is what's going to get us out of the other side and i think the more we are open to sharing that the more healing that we can actually achieve so
0: yeah i I think what i took out of that that really stuck out to me is as millennials i think we're a very um microwave generation where we want to fix something really fast instead of cooking it in the oven i know i've used this analogy before but like you said when you started therapy things come up again we're so we're such complex beings that we bury things we forget about them And then years later, we could be triggered by something and it, it pops back up and we don't know where it came from. So I think that continual conversation, not only with, it doesn't have to be with a therapist. It's great if it is, but with accountability through your friends or even with yourself, just like even journaling, that's a continual conversation with yourself where you don't allow yourself to go back into those hidden places. And instead you start bringing things to light as they, as they come up, you know, instead of hiding them and and keeping them in darkness. And like Chelsea said, you know, that's what shameless living is all about is not being ashamed of our stories, but instead using our mess as our message, (laughs) you know, like stepping into the power of vulnerability through just letting someone in. I mean, I know someone's listening to this right now and And probably experiencing some sort of breakthrough of, I think I have trauma in my past, or Mm -hmm. maybe that's what I've been struggling with is PTSD. I thought it was only for vets too, you know, but (laughs) here I heard it's totally normal for a millennial woman, you know, or or whatnot, you know, I just think I'm really thankful that you shared your story because I know it probably touched a lot of people listening. So thank you. Yeah.
2: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So should we
1: finish with our four questions? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So
1: we like to wrap up our episodes with four kind of like rapid fire questions that we don't prep you for on purpose so that you can (laughs) just answer them. Um, So the first one is what is something that you're currently binging, whether it's a show, a podcast, a book, a food, something you're just kind of obsessed with at at this moment. (laughs)
2: um so (laughs) I have a good thing and then like an embarrassing one (laughs) so my the good thing that I'm binging uh I guess is I'm reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle and oh it's so good so far I was up so late last night reading it Um, and then the weird thing that I'm binging is College Hill. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like a reality show from back in like the early 2000s, and it's about like HBCU kids, and they had them like in one house. It's kind of like the real real world, but it's just like college students, and it's a hot mess, and (laughs) I have just been binging it ever since it got on uh, Hulu, and and... (laughs) oh my gosh.
1: I've been seeing that like Resurfacing, people like posting about it recently, and it reminds me of I went my first year. I went to East Carolina University, and there was like an area up campus called mm-hmm. College Hill. And I was like, "Huh, Uh-oh. I wonder," but it's obviously not there. <laughs> Just a coincidence. Anyway,
0: reality TV is my is my passion, so I'm sure. Also- yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that real soon. Um, okay, our next question is, and I feel like I know the answer because you kind of teased it, but what is something that you're looking forward to in 2021? Hmm.
2: <laughs> My wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes. yes I cannot so wait. Yeah, the planning process has been long, uh, but I, we have six more months left. I'm ready so yeah. excited. Yeah.
1: It's well- yes. All right. The next question. What is something that you love about yourself? Ooh.
2: Um, I love, hmm. I definitely love my, my like jovial spirit. Um, the fact that I, you know, make other people feel really comfortable around me. So that helps to kind of break the ice a little bit. Um, I like when other people talk more than me because I can talk a lot sometimes. <laughs> so I like that I, I kind of bring people in with my energy. Yeah. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Love that. Thank you. We definitely do. All right. Our last question is if you could leave women with one little piece of truth, one little nugget of wisdom. Um, What would that be? Just, it could be short and sweet. What's something you want to leave them with?
2: Um, I will definitely say that self-belief, believing in yourself and what you bring to the table, your capabilities, who you are, what you know, is the foundation to everything that you've ever wanted in your entire life. Uh, Because when you believe in yourself, you're not going to settle for situations that don't serve you, you're going to aim higher, you're going to dream bigger, and you are just going to walk, you're going to live life, you're going to, instead of sleepwalking through life, because of the fact that you believe you can, you will, with everything.
1: Yes, so true. (laughs) Mindset is crazy it's everything you're it's so right everything yeah. <laughs> yeah it really is
0: well I thank you so much I know I was just gonna say that I love you but I don't know if <laughs> I love you too okay. <laughs> but um I yeah do. on Monday Monday of this week was International Women's Day and I just feel like you're the perfect guest to represent like a strong beautiful woman on our podcast this week so yeah thank you for being a thank guest you. It was, it was, um, so awesome hearing your story and we hope to have you back on one day. Thank you so
2: much. It was a pleasure speaking to both of you and I just love both of your energy. So I would love to be back.
0: (laughs) Yes. We are going to put all of your, um, links to find you for our guests in the show notes, but what's the quickest way for someone to connect with you? Um,
2: Uh, yeah, Instagram and I reply to my DMS, so feel free to reach out. (laughs)
0: okay perfect awesome we'll put that in the show notes for your listeners and thank you so much Aisha for joining us today thank you (laughs) all right ladies we will talk to you next week bye bye